0: Welcome to Michelle Connects. My name is Tosh Taylor. On today's episode, Michelle Elkhorn and Melody Land talk about your resume. They're talking about how employers should treat resumes or the job ad that they put out. On top of that, make sure that your resume is done right the first time. If you're looking for some tips and tricks, especially in today's uncertain world, have a listen. Join myself with Michelle Alcorn and Awesome guest Weekly talking about real workforce recruitment, retention, immigration and community building, success stories and challenges. Michelle will deliver tips and advice we can do to make a difference today in your life or business to encourage better, connect, get the results you want. Share her passion and honest, frank conversations with people that want to make a difference. This is People Plan Connect. Recruitment, retention, workforce planning, and succession with business strategist Michelle Alcorn.
1: So this is Michelle Alcorn here with People Plan Connect. I'm really excited, as usual, about all of my guests, but Melody Land, who I've had the privilege of working with now for the last few years. And Melody is a people person, first and foremost. And I love that with her Master's of Arts, Counseling, Psychology, um, she knew very early on that people was going to be her place. She's a mom. She's an entrepreneur. She's an
2: incredible
1: volunteer, coach, and a motivated community builder. And Melody and I are going to have a little bit of fun today on the podcast, kind of talking about the things that employers need to be doing when they're considering hiring people. And just some tips, you know, working as many years in recruitment as both of us have. And I think combined between the two of us, we've got over 40 years in. We keep seeing these really weird same examples every week, all the time, all the time. (laughs) And so we thought we're going to throw it out there. We're going to throw down the podcast a bit today. So this is about applicants.
2: Yes, listen, applicants. Listen up.
1: Employers, listen up. So Mm -hmm. this is a little bit on both sides. We're going to talk a little bit about different age groups and different things, too. We're going to have a lot of fun starting out. Let's start with employers first. Sure. And I'll tell you, it doesn't matter at all how old you are as an employer, because it's funny because we started talking about youth. But you know what's really interesting? There's a lot of young people starting businesses now. Big time. 16-year-olds running like major stuff.
2: Oh, 100%. And entrepreneurship is getting younger and younger and younger. It is. There's a young lady on my Facebook and she has a thriving cotton candy business. I mean, I buy cotton candy regularly now and I didn't even know I needed it until she started selling it. Well, I think I need some too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're going to have to hook me up with right? her.
1: I will. You know, in looking when, and starting my podcast, calling it People Plan Connect, and it's interesting, um, you know, I've front, front, 14 full years this year working directly. Well it'll be 15, actually, working in workforce recruitment and retention. But mm-hmm. for years, I was an employer. But it still fascinates me. And that's when I would kind of talk about the employer piece first. And the success I had in my career really just came down to people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really not the Cadbury secret. I'm, like, just happy and smiling all the time. I really am. Yeah. And it was about, you know what? Who are the people that I need to help drive this great customer service? And it exactly. was people, people. And it was sort of like, if you want a problem, hire one. Well, I did that a few times. That was in its challenge. Well, you know, there's those moments. (laughs) So a couple of things, employers. I'm going to go for a couple Melody and then you lead in. Understanding the role. Like, let's first talk about, I think, the number one that you and I will start with a new client sometimes. And they're like, oh, we need to hire a marketing director. Well, by the time we're done the conversation, they need an administrative assistant.
2: Exactly. Exactly. What do you really need? So could you make
1: sure that you know what you really need Mm -hmm. before you put a job advertisement out there and invite the world to come in and apply to your
2: company? And if you don't think you know what you need, sit down and have a conversation with someone, even an employee. Good one. Talk about the gaps.
1: That's a really good suggestion. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you clearly define that. And it's interesting because we'll say you you put the job out there, you put it on whatever. You know, the job bank is always great. Kijiji, Indeed. Indeed. Facebook, mm-hmm. I mean, here's the other thing, as I rattle all of this off, job hunting and job searching is very different in the year 2020. Yes. So employers, please get the memo. Exactly. we a podcast. Up. Catch up. Catch up. People look and shop for employment differently. 100%. And again, in the year 2020, it is an employee's choice world out there. So employers, you better start learning to... Show up to the table. Mm -hmm. Be more prepared as to what's going on because people have a choice. Exactly. So get that job description and and make sure that you understand what the daily tasks are. What time is estimated in that? Do you understand what you're going to need this person to be able to do? Exactly. And is that
2: even reasonable? Oh, thank you. (laughs) Play a little bit with that one. Well, sometimes you can see these job advertisements and they're like three pages long and they're a list of these qualifications and these are the expectations And I'm sorry, but there's not one person who can successfully complete all of those things. Very well put. Understand who's going to be working for you. And if you're asking, you know, personal experience here, if you want someone who's really great and personable and their skill sets are over on one side and you want someone who has completely different skill sets On another side, an entirely different theme, those two themes don't necessarily go together.
1: No. And the other thing when you were talking about people and the team, please be very aware employers of your existing team. Mm -hmm. And that could not be more important when you're going out to say, hey, I want to hire someone new. Look about the personality types. Look at what's going on. Let's make sure that we're bringing someone into our existing team that's going to be a match. And yes, we want differentials of individuals and different pieces, but there needs to be a shared value system that's there. And and when we talked about it, it was like work ethic. Work ethic. Work ethic has a very different, you know, what is a lot to you might not be a lot to
2: me. There's a great Facebook meme about that. Like, don't judge anybody else's plate because theirs might be made of paper and yours might be made of glass and Ooh. somebody else's might be made of porcelain and somebody else's comes already half-cracked. That's mine. It's a great one, but, <laughs> yeah. it's, but it's such a good
1: analogy. I mean, how often when you and I are, you know, asking the employer for expectations, they're so like, okay, well, how many hours a week? Well, it's probably going to be 40, but maybe 44 and then sometimes sometimes 50 and it's like, mm, is it a moving target? Yeah. And then oftentimes when we draw that down, it's like, well, oh, you know, I have a problem with these people being sick and this one over here. So it's like we're throwing payroll at a problem. And I really want to caution employers that are doing that because the minute you go out there and you're inviting someone new to come in, and this is a really big one, and I know, Melody, when you went from mainly doing counseling work and you rolled in and started working with me doing more of this side of recruitment, that was one of your aha moments, where you're like, "Wow!" When you step back to realize the difference in expectations that people have.
2: <laughs> exactly. And
1: and it's sort of like, well, that's what you're hiring for. Then you need to make sure, as an employer, like if you've got a mess of people not showing up and all of those things, mm-hmm. now is not the time to just run around out there and just recruit another body, because exactly. you're bringing someone into a bad work environment.
2: You're just going to add another element of dysfunction. You're just yeah, exactly. And and that's what you
1: need to, you know, make sure that you're not doing. And I think we'll unequal is in employees that are looking for work, understand uh, when you read the job ad, maybe the employer did put a lot in it. Well, that should be a flag for you. Mm-hmm. A, they don't know how to write a job ad. B, they put a lot in it. C, that probably means that employer probably isn't entirely sure what's going on. So
2: you, savvy job seeker, get to pick and choose. Be mindful. Of be that. mindful of that. Ask the questions. The number one thing I tell people who are interviewing or in interviews, so many people are scared of interviews. And I often say, do not be afraid of an interview. Your job is to interview them as much as they're interviewing you. So as a job seeker, as a candidate, go in armed looking for specific things that you want. And if you don't know what you want, slow down, take a deep breath, and figure that shit out first.
1: Or you could call Melody and she could counsel you through that. But if not. I can
2: totally do that. Lots of availabilities. (laughs) (laughs) 381-8747. Say it again. 381-8747. There you go. (laughs) I.R.A. code 506. (laughs) Ask the employer what they expect of you. Mm Mm-hmm. What does it look like
1: to be successful in this job? Ask them what does a week look like? What does mm-hmm. what does one or two weeks look like in working in, in the working role? Here. It is absolutely okay to do that. Mm-hmm. And please make sure you have done your homework on that company before going in and it's year 2020, it is zero acceptable. Yes. Zero. Zero acceptable that you have not looked up the company and I don't just mean that the website the marketing people wrote
2: Exactly. The first question I ask, so I do the majority of early screening In what we've done together. And the very first question I ask is, hi, how are you doing? And then it is, so can you tell me a bit about yourself and why did you decide to apply for this job? Right. If you can't tell me about yourself... And why you picked this thing to do? I'm going to assume that you just hit the apply now button on Indeed you and it. you didn't even read it. Exactly, that easy.
1: And you know that that's coming in there. And I love that you said that because applicants that are going through working with consultants like us, we're giving you a pre-screening. I'm going to make you a promise that question's going to get answered again in your standard interview. 100. Please make sure that you've looked at it. And anybody looking for behavioral interviews, if you go on RNR Solution. Dot com. Mm-hmm. There's a free interview grid. And actually, I'll say that to Melody and she might even put it on Blue Mind Lifestyle yeah, Consulting. Yeah, we'll, we'll share that. We'll share that one out there. I'll even get Tosh to put it down over in the podcast. It's free. Be prepared, applicants. You will get asked those questions. And here's a funny one that we'll be in an interview and someone will say, oh, I hate that when you ask me that. What are your top three strengths? Oh, I know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, first of all, if you hate it, please do not tell the interviewer that you hate the question. Or
2: just any question. Just don't say you hate any question I ask you. Okay, that's a good tip, Melody. Tip, rule of thumb. Secondarily, if you know it's coming, you can prepare prepare for that. And it's your strengths. Yes. If you're not self-aware enough at this stage of the interview yeah. game. And you're not good at everything. You're not good at everything. We don't expect you to be good at everything. No, no not I'm at all. I want to know what you think you're the best at.
1: And you, in some paintings you will get the weakness question as well. Mm-hmm. Then be prepared to ask that. Mm-hmm. I know what mine is. Sometimes I talk
2: too fast. <laughs> and if you've listened to <laughs> you anyone in say. my podcast,
1: I focus to talk
2: slower. When she really slows down? Yeah. That means she's noticed. Exactly.
1: So there's the point where, and I would have no problem saying that, and and y'all, you fast talkers, there's your answer. Throw yourself under the bus for being a fast talker. Exactly. So, you know, I think the thing that you're being able to show is your awareness on that. Mm -hmm. If you've applied for a job that requires you being highly organized, don't tell them that you're not organized. If you think that you're a very detail-oriented person and you have sex typos in your resume, I don't
2: believe you.
1: Let's talk a bit about resumes. Oh, So let's resumes. talk about applicants and resumes, and we're going to talk about employers and resumes. Applicants and resumes, first of all, employers, please read the resumes. Yeah. Because I really think that a lot of people don't read them and don't way overthink them. Mm. If you're curious of why that person stayed for two years and then went to the next job— Put it in the interview and ask them. You're allowed. You don't need to sit at your desk and summarize 19 different reasons why you think Melody switched jobs. Exactly. That's a job response. You can ask them that in the interview. Mm-hmm. It's their responsibility to answer that. Well, what are some of the things in in um, in resumes that we see oh. that
2: are like don'ts? Your name. Please get your name right. I know it sounds foolish, but if you've changed your name. If you have a shortened version of your yep. name that you use more often, if your email address <sighs> is it, like hot sixty nine something something, yeah. right? Or even Maybe has your, your old last name, it can be very confusing as far as following up with you. Because Good if name. I'm looking for Jane Doe. And her email is Jane James. Good one. It's just, it makes it harder for me to find you. So please make it as easy for me to reach out to you as earthly possible because I'm more apt to more quickly follow up with you. And the quicker I follow up with you, the quicker you're probably going to get the interview. Absolutely.
1: Now, we're the advanced class. We're very proud to say that. Mm -hmm. We do follow up with everybody and we're pretty quick on that. We even have some applicants that apply. Melody will call them five hours later and they're in shock. They're like, (laughs) how did that happen? So, you know, if you're applying for customer service sales roles and any role that's outgoing, sometimes we just pick up the phone and call you. Why? Guess what? If you can't talk on the fly, you're probably they're not the right applicant for that job. Exactly. So be prepared to be able to get those calls. If you sent your resume out, be expecting someone to call you. Exactly. And if you're kind of surprised, don't tell them you're surprised because it doesn't make you look very good. Exactly.
2: Just thank them for getting back to you right? so quickly.
1: <gasps> so let's go back to names for a second. Yes, please. You know, um, and we'll say something like sometimes William is on there, but yes. you go by Bill. Yes. Then put your name as Bill. Exactly. Don't write William on there. Exactly. Because you're just creating a whole conversation that is an unnecessary waste of time.
2: And at the very least, put brackets bill. That's I fine. mean, if you feel really, really passionate about being William yep. in a professional setting, brackets bill. Definitely. At least it makes it easier for me to figure out who you are.
1: And when you're signing your emails and you're forwarding everything off, there's a few really big tips in that one. Yes. Um, make sure that you put your name and your phone number in every single solitary email that you send to whomever you applied for the job to. I love that tip. Because I trust me, this morning I was having an issue with someone where I wanted to give them a call back. I didn't have a copy of their resume. I didn't really need to see their resume again. And I had to look through five different emails yep. before I found this girl's phone number, and I need you to know what happened. I never called her. Yep. And she's not going to get that phone call till tomorrow, because I could not get that information that quickly out of my system. That's a great tip. So really, really, and I'll tell you, anybody who's out networking, building business, doing business development is out there, make it easy for people to get a hold of you. One of the ones that Melody would give with everybody is the easier you make your resume to read, the the more likely someone's going to read it. (laughs)
2: I love how simple that statement is, but you would be amazed at how difficult people find it. And writing paragraphs and paragraphs in your resume,
1: you're no. more likely A, to make an error. Yes. And and not C, and putting too much information. I will skim. What about
2: writing your resume yourself? It can be a good thing, definitely. You don't have to spend a ton of money on somebody to write a resume for you. In fact... If you're spending money for someone to write the resume and you just give them the information and they write it and they don't sit down and teach you how to use it, then you've wasted your money. Big time. You should be, this is your document it belongs to you. You should be able to go in and update it. You should be able to go in and alter it for almost every job you apply to, depending upon the company and what they're looking for. You should be able to edit it quite easily. So if you can't do those things, Instead of getting someone just to write you another one, spend the money differently and get someone to sit and teach you how to use the word processing. Uh, spell checks
1: pretty much on everything. Yep. So low tolerance for spelling errors. But you know what? Some of them happen. That's it okay. happens. But if you are going to be an executive assistant that your job is going to be editing documents yes. and doing things, not as much grace for someone exactly. who has errors on those pieces. It
2: depends what the job you're applying for. And one of
1: your skill sets is communication. Please remember when you're communicating people via email that you're no longer have moved into a text message conversation (laughs) and that that I'm not your best buddy. Yeah. And you might want to take a little bit of extra time because we analyze how your behavior is from the first moment you send the resume in Mm -hmm. to every bit of the behavior that you're doing in the interim. That note is to applicants and that note is to employers. Yes. You really want to get a better understanding and analyze the applicants. Actions and behaviors speak far louder than words. And I think it's really important that you watch with, you know, do they still use Hello Melody or, you know, where they. dialing it in with, hey, Mel, or, you know, where is that place where that professional courtesy is going to be? And I say that because how they treat you applying to your company is very reflective of how they're going to treat your customers once they work for you. Uh Oh, 100%. So there's a lot of different ways that you want to make sure that you're analyzing, that employers can be analyzing on the other Mm -hmm. side. And I think for one thing for employers is... For all the tips that we gave on resumes, you are going to get them with some of those errors. And by mm-hmm. the way, sometimes they're just an error. Take the opportunity to call the human. Exactly. And, and and we always talk about putting the human back into human resources. Everybody is a person first. Mm-hmm. And every employer that's out there, I've said this on multiple podcasts, I will say it and probably put it on my tombstone. Every one of those applicants was a customer before they were ever a prospective employee for you. 100%. And never lose sight of that human. Mm-hmm. they took the time to send you their resume, they looked your company up somewhere. Exactly. They took at least 30 minutes to an hour of their life to take the opportunity to apply for a job at your company. Mm-hmm. They deserve a
2: response. 100%. There's nothing that can dampen a relationship with a candidate and or future customer or build it. Let's talk about youth. How many 16-year-olds just get blown out of the
1: water and like, oh, I didn't. They applied, but so did all the other people. Did you at least dignify them? Because you know what? They're a future customer. 100%. Yes, exactly. You know, say you're a car dealership. I'll just pick a random one. Yeah. You know what? And this individual applied to, I don't know, wash cars in your wash bays for the summer. And they didn't get a great experience in applying to your car dealership. Well, guess what? What if all of a sudden they're turning around and they're buying their first car? They're not going to buy no it you. are no longer on your list. Exactly. Because you didn't treat them like a
2: human. Exactly
1: and 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 I really wanted to spend a few minutes in talking about because it doesn't matter what age group you're at melody you said something earlier about nerves everybody's nervous
2: everybody's nervous we're all nervous we're all nervous and please expect it exactly
1: what's well, one of my jokes if the candidate is not nervous i'd be worried cuz then they've done too many interviews <laughs>
2: I love that. Yeah. If they've done if they're not nervous at all, they've done too many interviews and it's become old hat or they're not taking the job seriously enough to begin with.
1: Or a combination of both,
2: <laughs> usually.
1: And I've got I've got one big tip for employers as we wrap this up and you know what I, we said it earlier is get the training to do to do it right. Mm-hmm. We're here to help do coaching to help you just do interviewing, right? Yeah. Um, it really is a failure if you've got people that don't know how to do an interview and you've actually assigned that to mm-hmm. a manager in your company. I feel bad for both because that manager's failing. They don't want to be failing.
2: Exactly. And if you've
1: given them the responsibility and their job description to do interviews, please make sure that you've taken the time to make sure that that person is prepared to do an interview. Exactly. And that's just such a huge, important tip. Uh, employees, you know, take the time to make sure you're applying for jobs that you want. Please don't waste people's time either. Exactly. It can are, be
2: really frustrating when you're going through 60, 70, 80 applicants and you know someone has hit apply on the past 15. Yeah, yep. I think like, I could do that. But do you want to do that? Right. Don't waste your time either. Don't waste our time. Don't
1: waste your time. What are a couple of final words of wisdom that you have for employers or employees, Melody? And we will definitely be coming back oh, to do
2: a couple more. We
1: could just split it up. Specifically sectored mm-hmm. on.
2: Exactly. Number one for both, understand the culture, understand your corporate culture, understand the culture you want to work for. If those two things don't align, then no one's going to be happy. And six to eight to 12 months from now, you're going to be hiring again. Yeah. Because hard skills, anything can be taught as long as the capability is there. Generally speaking, people can look very similar on paper in black and white, but if you don't take time to understand that person, and as a candidate, you don't take time to understand the culture you're walking into, that's when those disaster moments happen. So that would be my number one, hands down, biggest tip. Take that time to figure that out. That is an excellent way to end this.
1: Thank you so much, Melody. Thanks for having
0: me. It's we'll fun. we look forward
1: to the next one. Me too. All right. Good luck job searching out there, everybody. And for employers take some extra time and hire right.
0: Thank you for listening to People, Plan, Connect. Recruitment, retention, workforce planning, and succession with business strategist, Michelle Elkhorn. If you have a podcast topic or you'd like to be on the podcast, please contact Michelle at michelleconnects.ca. That's michelleconnects.ca. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.